Hola, mi amigos. My name is Timmy, and I'm a capuchin monkey. And I am the new host of Prime Time with Alex Stein. After asking Lara Trump about butt stuff, the studio decided it was time for a new host. You might ask, what's up with my acento? Well, capuchin monkeys are native to Mexico. But, but I don't eat Taco Bell or tamales. I love eating bananas, mangoes, and a nice big booty Latina. <laughs> Just kidding on that last one. Sometimes I eat bugs when I'm cleaning my amigo's fur. And I found a few critters in Alex's hair because he's what we call muy sucio. <laughs> Stupid pendejo. Now, when it comes to fighting other monkeys... Well, let's just say I'm not one to mess, away, to mess with. I'll pull in my hand and throw it at my enemies. Funny enough, one of the trans activists actually did that to Alex the other day. Some of my favorite monkeys are King Kong, Curious George, but nothing tops the best monkey of all. The Bored Ape! <laughs> If you have one of these, you have literally helped launder money for the Mexican cartel. They give fentanyl to Hunter Biden. You Americans are so stupid. Go drink your gay Bud Light. Down in my jungle, we only drink Corona. Corona is for men. I'm a manly man, muy guapo. I'm not Dylan Mulvaney. I get way more bitches than Dylan Mulvaney ever could. Suck on that, America. So there you have it, folks. A glimpse into the life of a jungle-dwelling, fruit-eating, poo-flinging, capuchin monkey. It's a wild ride, but someone's got to do it. Now let's get to the show. Viva Mexico! I'm aligned with the planes. My grind's so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, I'm a boss. I'm a break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Prime Time with Alex. And tonight's a little different because, you know, I'm coming off a short suspension. That was de deserved. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually happy. I learned my lesson and I just want to apologize for the things that I said to Laura Trump when I was, you know, just uh, goofing around, as we like to call it. But tonight, tonight, I'm actually asking your help. After my suspension, I kind of mm, impulsively used the company credit card and I purchased our next guest, the one, the only, Timmy the Monkey. Timmy! Guys, this is Timmy. Welcome to the show, Timmy. No, Timmy. Timmy's one of my very good friends. And the reason why Timmy's so awesome, guys, is that Timmy costs nearly $1,000 to come here, right? And so listen, this is how we're gonna pay for Timmy, guys. You're going to give us super chats. And we have Jimmy, Timmy and Jimmy, or JVT as he likes to call himself. We're gonna keep track. You see that? That is the meter. That is gonna tell us if we make it to a thousand bucks. Because if we do not reach this goal, guys, it's gonna to have to come out of my pocket and potentially I could be suspended from the blaze for not getting the proper authorization because there's systems in place where I'm supposed to get approval. I didn't get it approved. So this is the night to monkey around. I just hope that you're here to help because like I said, guys, this content is not free 99. It is primetime 99, but this content is not free 99. So let's get to our very special guest, Timmy. How are you doing, Timmy? Timmy. This is my very good friend, Timmy. And let me tell you something, a little bit about Timmy, guys. This is a capuchin monkey. And this is Timmy's handler, Sharon. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Welcome, thank you. Well, I know you probably think it's a weird guy. You walk in, you see a big plate of bananas, and you see, oh, you know. he noticed it. Does he like bananas? Does he like bananas? T oh, so yeah. tonight, I think we're going to have with Jimmy, tonight, stay tuned, we're going to have a banana eating contest. Man versus primate. Who will come out on top? And let me give you a little hint. Primetime 99 never loses any eating contest. I once ate so many waffles in all-you-can-eat waffle contest, I had diarrhea for two weeks and I had to go to the hospital and get IVs because I was so dehydrated. So if I'm willing to die for waffles, I'll do anything to win this competition of bananas. So Sharon, tell me, what's it like being a monkey handler? Well, it's a full-time job, you know. It's kind of like having a kid that can climb 10 feet tall and get into stuff. Wow, so he can climb, he can do everything, and, and show us this. Timmy, let me show you guys, this is what's insane. 
So this is what's so crazy about Timmy. Okay. Hey. A, lo a lot of y'all might not know this. This is a little ball, but Timmy is an incredible athlete. Watch this, Timmy, Timmy. Timmy, watch Come the on, ball. Timmy, Timmy, get the ball, Timmy, Timmy, throw me the ball. Look at this, guys. Oh my God, Timmy and I are playing catch, Timmy, Timmy. Oh, oh, he didn't like that one. Here, come on, Timmy. Come on, Get Timmy. Ball. Get your ball. Timmy. Now, I feel like Timmy's a little nervous. Come here, Timmy. Don't be nervous. I got my monkeypox vaccine. We're safe. Do you ever worry about contracting monkeypox? No. Is that from monkeys? No. Okay, well, good. <laughs> Are there any diseases that you can get from a monkey? Well, you know, I'm sure there are because he's in our family. He's a primate. He's a non-human primate, and... We can share a lot of stuff between them. Like, could you get a cold? Like, if you had, like, if you had a cold, could he get a cold? Well, you probably could. Wow. Yes. Do monkeys ever get sick? What happens when Timmy gets sick? Well, like my he cat. Doesn't. I got a bunch of cats. They throw uh -huh. up like crazy. Does Timmy ever throw up? Timmy spits up. Wow. He sometimes will eat so fast he just can't get it all down at once. What in the world, Timmy? Come here, Timmy. Let's see. Can we get Timmy to come on me? Come on, Timmy. Well, let's see. Come on, Timmy. Come on. Come on, buddy. Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. Oh, look at him. He looks at his tongue. Oh, my gosh. He's so great. Come on, Tim. Yeah. Oh, he, said, he doesn't oh. want me. He doesn't yeah. want me. Let's see if I grab Let him. Let me get out of the way. Let's see. Come on, and Tim. And then he has no choice. Come on, Tim. Come on, Timmy. Ah, Timmy has no teeth. Wow. Timmy bit me, but luckily Timmy has no teeth. Oh, no. Timmy. 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 Right, calm down, Tim. Timmy. Calm down, Tim. Be quiet. Calm Be quiet. down, Tim. Calm down, calm down. You can He's... bite me some more. Bite me. Oh, at... I kind of liked it when he bite me. That was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, look at Timmy. He's so cute. He looks just like me. Who do you think is prettier? Duck. He's prettier than me. <laughs> now, I need to lose some weight. How does, Timmy... How does Timmy stay so thin? Well, he does a lot of climbing and swinging. <sighs> Jimmy, put down on my calendar and schedule. I need to climb more. And swing. And swing. Put, I yeah. need to swing more. And eat By bananas. your tail. And eat bananas. Well, speaking of, Jimmy, because, you know, the show's going off the rails already, you know, trying yeah. to keep track of the monkey, should we, do, should we do the monkey eating contest now? Let's ask the Let's chat. For the chat, guys. Oh, we got super chats already. Thank you so much. Uh, FTB, Fitness New Balance, you're the best. Thank you so much. And we got, I will double anyone's super chat. Thank you, John Clark. Okay, so. Let's get it to 100. Get it to 100, we'll do the banana eating contest. Okay, guys, if you guys want to do the banana eating contest, we need a $100 super chat. These monkeys aren't free. They're expensive. And this is a deluxe monkey. This is a Louis Vuitton monkey. Isn't that correct? <laughs> he's a high-end monkey. He's not yeah. one of these. He's not like a street monkey. No, no. These are expensive things. Wow, he was born in captivity. So was I. Is that weird that when I see this monkey, I feel like I am related to him in a weird oh, way? Oh, yeah. Well, he has handprints. What? Fingerprints and fingernails. And how old is the monkey? He's 22. Years old? Uh-huh. So, so can he, can he drink beer? He's old enough to drink. Oh, he is? I think we have some beer. Oh, we don't have any beer, Jimmy! Always have beer for our guests, especially if they're of drinking age. Okay, what are we at? We're 20 bucks away from the $100. Oh, we got a $50 super chat. Wow, yeah. thank you, Natalie McClendon. I really appreciate that. Okay, Jimmy, how far away are we from the $100? We're $20 away. Okay, we need $20, or we're about to eat a bunch of bananas. Now fill in the thing before we have our guest on. What time do we have our guest coming on, Jimmy? Uh, 6.15. Okay, so we have five minutes to do this freaking banana eating contest. So please, for the love of monkeys, no more monkeying around. Go there, do a little donation. We're gonna read it, we're watching it, we're having fun. Oh, uh, $10, $10 away. $10 away. 10 more dollars. 10, I'm sweating, I'm nervous, Jimmy. I'm nervous about this eating contest. What if I lose live on cam? This is gonna be very embarrassing. I don't think you understand, Sharon. I'm very competitive and I don't wanna lose. He is too. Is he true? Oh yeah. And will oh, he? Yeah. Jimmy, how? Oh, five more dollars. Five dollars away! And you're gonna see me stuff all these bananas. Should I peel, should we pre-peel the bananas? Yeah. Or, is that easier? Okay, we're gonna pre-peel a couple bananas. Now I'm gonna eat these really fast. We need five more dollars in the Three super chat. Three more dollars left. Of course I do a two dollar super chat, which I'm very grateful for. I don't want it to sound like that, but five dollars away, you give us two? You see these bananas? Do you wanna see them go away? Look at my buddy. Okay, look at this. Jimmy, how much farther are we away? We need three more dollars. Okay, just for $96, $97, just bring it on. Just come on, okay, okay. come on, just come on. We're in a hurry. Sorry about that, guys. We're trying to do the live show. We're, you know, a lot of moving parts. So Jimmy's gonna come on set. He's gonna use his timer. Now we're gonna see how many bananas we can eat in one minute. I have nearly 16 bananas here. So please get the timer and put it to, to one minute. Okay, here you go. Here, a timer one minute. Timer one minute. 
All right, guys, how many bananas? Look at all these bananas we got. Okay, grab him. Go ahead, Timmy. Let's see. Okay, Timmy. All right, one sec, go. Timmy's beating you. Hurry, hurry. You got, you got 45 seconds. Oh. <laughs> that cow. That banana cow. <laughs> You're getting behind. Eat it. Eat it fast. Faster. I'm going to spit. Don't eat that glove. One more glove. One. 15 seconds. I'm not doing that. Come on. You're almost there. Oh my God. This is six bananas. I can't breathe. Ooh, I think I'm having a little heart palpitation. Right, I'm having a heart palpitation. Five. Five. Time. Whoa. <laughs> but remember, he only weighs seven pounds. We did. I weigh 270 pounds. That's what you get, Timmy. I'm the champion. Prime time 99. Pimp on a blip. I can out eat a human, a monkey. I can't out eat a dog, but I can out eat a chicken. I can out eat any bird, and I can out eat a lot of donkeys. We got him a beer. Up here, Timmy. Timmy, here. Does he want a beer, Timmy? Finish it. Does he drink alcohol? No, but he's trying he'll, to quit. Look at it. It's okay for him to look. Wow, this isn't a great episode already. We're getting a monkey drunk. I just won a banana eating contest. I'm sweating. I, it's because I got monkeypox vaccinated right before this and I didn't realize it was unnecessary. I thought that's how you get monkeypox. It was from monkeys. So I wish I would have known that, Jimmy. I wish you would have said something before I went to CVS and got my monkeypox vaccine. Uh, you know what? I was just going based off the internet and that's what it said. If you're on monkeys, <laughs> get a monkeypox vaccine. That's true. And so tell me this, Sharon, I want that monkey to defecate on me. What does that say about my mental health? Does that make, does that make me crazy, you think? Yeah. Well, this is a long story, but I'll just give you a succinct. When my parents were divorced, they fought for custody of our family dog, Primo, uh -huh. more than me, so the dog would go with me on the weekends. So I was actually raised by our family dog, spent more time with the dog than both my parents. I understand. So that's why I eat like that. And I, look at this. See, this is what I want. I just want like one little piece of poop. That's my dream is to get pooped on by a monkey. But maybe next episode, we're going to bring it back. But tell us, I, I want to really, before we'll, we... We'll save the diaper for you when I take Oh, perfect. Out. We're going to frame the diaper. <laughs> uh, Sharon, Sharon's a great sport. She didn't know anything about this show. And Sharon, you know, I'm kind of famous because I called AOC a big booty Latina. Oh. I love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm in love with her. I'm actually suing her because oh. she blocked me on Twitter. Oh. Well, why did she do that? I don't know. I, apparently, she didn't like my compliment. And some of these women, I compliment them all the time. I, I know you're you're happily married, but I'm on these dating apps, and some of the stuff these women send me, it's disgusting, Sharon. Yeah. Well, it's hard to date mm -hmm. because they want to use me. They want to abuse me. Sometimes they ask me. Like, I got tricked by this Asian guy. He was in Japan. I sent them hundreds of pictures of my feet. I thought it was a beautiful woman. Oh. And then the show came out, and there's, these, there's a whole, like, blog of all my feet pics, and Glenn Beckham was fired me. Huh. Well, why did he do that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Look at her beautiful feet. We have beautiful feet. I'm pro feet. Look at this, guys. This is okay. It's okay to show these feet. These made me a lot of money. So listen, let's just go monkey style. <laughs> We're going to go monkey style for the, re for the rest of the show. Monkey style. No feet. It's going to be a little stinky in here. So uh, if you guys have nose plugs, but we're going monkey style. Look at this. I have four limbs too. We can do that. Look at this. Sharon and I do a monkey style. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, we're all doing the monkey! We're all doing it! Oh my gosh, this is unreal! Welcome to the internet. So do you like the internet? Sharon, do you like the internet? Oh, well, I have to live on it a lot because, you know, we book jobs. And do you ever schedule. think that, you know, the internet is an evil tool that sexualizes children by giving them access to adult material at too young of an age? Well, you know, that's the parent's responsibility. That's true. Unfortunately, you know, Parents like to give the kids more than so you, really should be. I agree. I think we give kids too much leeway on the internet. Yes, and you can yes. meet all these strangers, you meet all these weird people. But next, oh, and first we got into our ad read. Today we're sponsored by bananas. Bananas are good if your muscles are cramping. Bananas are good all the time. They're, they're great oh. when I'm 
Potassium. Potassium, Sharon knows potassium. I don't even know if the potassium, is that a real thing, potassium? I've never heard of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, when I'm busy fighting trans activists, my muscles can get depleted. There are some hefty gals that jump on my back and I need every bit of strength not to collapse under their weight. That's why I use bananas to stay energy, energized and to give me, you know, brain health. This stuff is so good for my brain. I do it all the day, all the time. And they, they actually have a lot of other functions you might not know about. Like when my wife and her boyfriend are Ontarius, when they want to do something weird, sometimes they'll freeze a banana and do God knows what with. I'm not in the room. But yeah, Sharon, my wife's boyfriend is a hell of a guy. He's this guy named Dontarius. That's him. That's my wife's boyfriend. He's homeless. Oh, well, why don't you give him a home? I want to give him a home. He's at my house all the time. He's always eating all my bananas. He's always cooking the microwave dinners. And it's terrible. And the stuff he does my wife, I have very poor upper body strength. So I can't put my wife in the same positions that Dontarius can. And he's actually going to come on the show a little bit later and talk about some of those positions. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Before we get to him, we have an incredible guest. If you've ever heard of a man, have you ever heard of Osama bin Laden? I know. I think I have. Well, this is a man that killed him. We have someone to thank for a dead bin Laden, and that is our next guest, Rob O'Neill. Rob, welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, it's like you can't tell behind this desk, but I'm not wearing any shoes either. Okay, good. We don't need it's a no shoe. It's a no shoe episode. So, Rob. Listen, you're a very controversial figure in the sense that you killed, you know, the biggest terrorist in the world. So tell me a little bit about, like, walk me through. I know you're SEAL Team 6 and you're an advanced military and all that stuff, but what is going through your head after you fire the shot and you realize you just killed Osama bin Laden? Well, when it, when it first went down, um, right before it happened, I, I was following one guy up a set of stairs, the last set of stairs to his bedroom, and I wasn't being brave. I was like, he's going to blow us up. I'm tired of thinking about it. Let's just go. And then when I turned the corner, it was just uh, seeing him, rules of engagement, uh, very high-value target. Uh, he had about a second to convince me not to kill him. He didn't do it. He looked like he was maneuvering with his wife in front of him, so I shot him twice in the head and then once more. And then I moved uh, his wife, Amal, out of the way, and I think their two-year-old son, which is tough for any kid to see something that horrific. He had nothing to do with it. Then I stopped and kind of froze. I didn't freeze. I'm standing there, and other Navy SEALs came into the room, and... Uh, one of the guys came up to me and said, hey, are you good? And I said, uh, what do we do now? And he said, now we find the computers. We do this every night, hundreds of times. And I said, yeah, you're right. I'm back. Wow. And he goes, yeah, you just killed Osama bin Laden. Your life just changed. Now get to work. And then we got to work. And we, um, it, it, it was sort of sinking in there as we went through uh, the third and second floor. Some of the offices breaking the computers apart, taking hard drives, things like that. Intelligence, uh, which turned out later in a book called the Bin Laden Papers, showed he was running the entire operation from there. Very good operational security, um, sort of being hidden by part of the Pakistani intelligence services. And then it was just sort of, a, well, we wanted 32 minutes on target. We stayed till about 47 minutes, and we're like, okay, we have to leave now. And so we did have to call in a, a different helicopter full of um, more Army pilots, more Navy SEALs. Was your helicopter shot down, Rob? How did it crash again? What happened to, what, what happened to the original helicopter? The way the first pilot explained it to me is that it was a few degrees Celsius warmer than we expected, and the the um, the fences were not built of the same chain link that we were training on. They were like the mud walls, and he said he couldn't hold a hover. A less experienced pilot would have tried to power it up and probably rolled it, but he being one of the probably four best pilots in the Army, uh, he knew that if he could spin the tail off to his left and pin it on the wall and hit the nose in the dirt, we they might not flip, and... Um, Everybody might live. He decided that in the quarter second, did that, saved everyone's life on board, and then uh, they got out. I wasn't in the helicopter. I was in the other one. They dropped us off in a different spot. than we, I was supposed to go to the rooftop, but our pilots saw them crash land. He knew we couldn't hover. He basically landed outside and said, get out, and we got out. And I remember putting my right foot on the ground, looking up at Bin Laden's house, thinking, I, I guess we start the war from here. We know what we're doing. Let's go. Wow. Okay, but let me tell you, now I got to go into my biggest complaint, though, Rob, is you killed the biggest terrorist on Earth. Why do we go throw them in the ocean? Why not? Why not go? You know, why did we do that, in your opinion, Rob? I know that, that wasn't your was, call. Um, 
No, it wasn't my idea. Yeah. Um, and I was even sort of explain because they their BS excuse was they don't want a shrine, but if they knew anything about that that brand, especially of Sunni Islam, that Al Qaeda is is they the reason they get so upset when you draw Muhammad is because you're not supposed to worship false idols, and worshiping at a grave would be a false idol. They wouldn't do it. Um, and, and you know, as far as throwing him into the ocean, I didn't see it happen. So I yeah. wasn't there. I saw him die. I saw him. We do have the pictures. I saw the DNA get taken. We handed him off to the army when we we brought Osama bin Laden back to Jalalabad Airfield. Then we flew him up to Bagram Airfield where the test went down. And then we handed him off to the army and they took him to the ship. But, you know, nowadays, the way the government tells us stuff, someone said, how do you know he's not in a big tub of betadine at CIA? I'm like, I actually don't know that. Yeah, I know he could be in some, you know, like tank, whatever they, you know, cryogenic tank. He's probably frozen. But but tell me this. So, you know, Rob, now you're kind of talking about, you know, I guess you have information now that we didn't have then. But when you look at the war in the Middle East and we didn't find the weapons of mass destruction and you see all the veterans that come back with the PTSD, I'm sure you probably have some PTSD. I'm saying, do you yeah. think, I mean, I'm anti-war, you know, full stop. Do you think that the fight in the Middle East had a clear objective other than kill Osama bin Laden? No, I mean, there's a lot of people making decisions based on uh, personal power and wealth. And uh, I, I always tell the veterans who, you know, I lost friends in both wars. And uh, I tell them, the men and women, you can't you can't think you didn't do the right thing. You were you fought for the person next to you. That's what went down. And you won every time you met the enemy. But looking back on it, like, the, um, you know, George W. Bush was mad at Saddam Hussein for attempting to assassinate George H.W. Bush. And so we concocted a war and, and a lot of people were killed over a lot of years. And, you know, I fought in Iraq two tours. Um, and I had a great time with my guys. I, I'm convinced I'd never killed the wrong person. But I have killed people before that I've thought, you know, this guy, I killed this guy because he grabbed a gun, but he grabbed a gun because I'm in his house. Uh, and I'm in his house because our country brought us here. What if I would have met that dude in a, in a cafe in Paris? Well, I wonder if he was funny. You know, stuff like that that you think about. We're fighting because people who are in charge of the big picture uh, send other people to fight. God forbid, not their family, obviously. Um, the, the war in Afghanistan, I could nickel and dime that to death. Uh, we definitely should have gone there. We went to get Osama bin Laden, even though they started to downplay that because, you know, we all thought he was gone, except for a few, a handful of people, really good people at CIA that found him. And we were supposed to go kill him. The withdrawal was obviously bad, but I mean, the buildup was bad. We shouldn't have surged there two or three times, whatever we did. There's, there's a, there's a, there is a way to realize that you're not always the good guy. Imagine showing up in a valley where people have lived for 10,000 years looking like a stormtrooper wearing Oakleys. They're probably not going to think you're, you're, not, you're not there to bring them democracy. No, and you know, I heard this other thing, Rob, and I know you can't speak for uh, everybody or everything that happened in the Middle East, but somebody would tell me too, oftentimes, you know, it's like they say the United States military, every, when you're a hammer, every problem is a nail, and that there'd be times where, listen, a soldier would get attacked by somebody on a motorcycle, and let's say they had like a red Yamaha motorcycle, that they would tell, they would tell the soldiers, I'm not laughing because it's funny, but that they'd find every single red motorcycle or any person that has a red motorcycle and that they are sight unseen, you can shoot them. I mean, would they do stuff like that? I mean, would it be that kind of wide of a net or was it a uh, little more focused? Uh, at first, there was a little more latitude, but I like to believe, you know, we're not evildoers and I don't think anyone's going over there to murder yeah. anyone. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen intel like that where, I mean, I one time in Iraq, we were going after a guy named Mullah Muhammad One Arm and he was a mullah. And we found a mullah named Muhammad and they called him One Arm and we brought him back. It turned out he was missing the wrong arm. So this is a different guy. With one arm. It's wow. Like, uh, some of the some of the intel stuff, and then you got to figure, especially places like Afghanistan, there are peoples there with centuries old um, th uh, grudges against each other, and they'll tell you someone they've got a grudge with uh, a blood feud that that's the Taliban for sure, and go get them. And then you got people getting paid more by the Taliban. Rob, wait, that's huge. You're telling me that they'll lie on other people in Afghanistan? That's pretty crazy because they want. I mean. I mean, that, that blows my mind. And we've asked you a lot of tough questions, Robin. I really appreciate it. Now, this is going to be one of the tougher ones. The Bakabazi boys, where there's rich Afghanistan men would often have little kids that they would sexualize and sexually molest. Did you ever, in, in, you know, encounter any of that? I know you're at the top, SEAL Team 6. But, I, but I've heard, you know, soldiers say that they would run into, like, a wealthy Afghanistan person's house and they would have, like, multiple children there. So are you familiar yeah, with Bakabazi? If, if we went out on, on Target on a Thursday night, we'd see it all the time. And it's... One of those things that you bring it up and then people start calling you names like a racist. And you're like, no, this is their culture and this is what they do. Uh, and it's every Thursday night. I've, I've run into horrible rooms and they weren't necessarily rich guys or landowners or bad guys. This is what they do. And, and a lot of their uh, it's 
because they don't get to see women ever. They start putting them in burkas at a very young age and separating them. And it's not normal to not see girls. Yeah. Uh, you know, I lived in Jalalabad for a couple of months in 2005 and went a few months without seeing a woman. It's like it just it's not normal. Um, that is the way. That's weird. You'd go months and all you'd see are women's eyes the whole entire time. Because if a woman didn't wear the hijab, what would she would just be, you know, you can't well, you, you don't a- have that option to not wear a hijab. Well, this is after the fall of the Taliban, so they could do whatever they wanted. And, you know, it's uh, the, the, the bigger cities were a little more liberal, meaning they could show some ankle. But uh, um, a little ankle. Well, we show ankle for free here all day long. This is the free ankle. <laughs> network. Getting back to feet for some weird reason. But I mean, you, you're <laughs> in a, a different it's, it's a different culture. And a lot of our problem is we don't take the time to learn their culture before we invade their country. And Afghanistan was different than Iraq. And Iraq is actually uh, um, more advanced than Afghanistan, but they're two different cultures, two different people, different languages, um, different cultures, and uh, it's it, you got to take a second and realize what you're doing. And, and it's you know it, it's like I said, Afghanistan was worth it. Iraq, I don't think it was worth it. Wow, and you've been a part of you know some incredible missions, and I really appreciate your service. And I do want to re- reiterate, I respect every single man and woman in the uniform. I just hate that we have to go in all these other countries and fight these foreign wars. So what is your opinion on World War III and the conflict that's happening in the Ukraine right now? Well, I think we're a lot closer to it than we realize, too. And, and uh, I, I'm not comfortable with people on Capitol Hill throwing the, world, the word nuclear around the way they like nope. to, or tactical nuclear. you got to figure one nuke starts going off in one country, other countries are launching in other countries, and life as we know it can change in the blink of an eye. And it's, it's, like, uh, it's like the normalcy bias that something never bad has happened means it won't. Well, look at the lockdown. That could never happen. What happened? And then it's bad. Um, uh, you know, I, I personally think I believe in the military industrial complex and someone's going to be getting paid. And how are we going to get paid if we're not either in a proxy war, in a war or th- scaring people with the threat of a war? And, and a lot of money's being thrown around. Look at D.C. It makes a whole bunch of money. It doesn't produce anything. Well, we produce bullets and guns, Halliburton. I mean, they, they, we produce that. That's about the only thing I think we do produce any, I mean, any more. I just really, I look at, like you said, the military industrial complex, and it just makes me just so nervous to think that how much they would benefit from World War III. So why would it stop? Why would the people in power not want to have this war if they benefit from it, if all of their donors are basically military industrial complex companies? Well, that's what they're doing. I mean, people at a certain rank, they start looking at their next job with the big contractor or the Senate. And that's uh, war's big business. I mean, every every soldier outfitted is worth a lot of money. And I mean, on the other side, I'm really happy we have the world's finest military and our Navy will crush anybody. And that includes China. Yeah, we will crush China. Rob. I got to cut you off. I'm saying, you know, because if World War Three, this is why I'm nervous. Another thing I have to press you on. I hate to say this. I mean, ever since World War Two, we won that. But I would say Vietnam was a struggle, even the war in the Middle East. Uh, obviously, we have the most advanced military. But what is even winning a war anymore? Just taking on the least amount of oh, damage? I don't know. I mean, the figure, too, the war's not going to be fought the way we think. It's going to be an electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. Uh, they're going to shoot down satellites. And you better know how to do a map and compass because your iPhone doesn't work anymore. And uh, know, how, you know, know how to use the stars if you're on a ship. But I, or bioterrorism. Scary. I mean, we've already, you know, you, are, are, were we already a victim of that? We I don't know. That. I mean, 2020 was bioterrorism. Well, let's just say everything about 2020 the government says is a correct. And the media, everything the mainstream media has said, they've never told a lie in their life and that everything is safe and effective. And Dr. Fauci is my personal hero. I actually have a little alter to Dr. Fauci, Rob. So tell me this. In the military, you probably got, uh, you know, a billion different vaccines. And we can't really talk about the vaccines. So actually, oh, yeah. that's my question. Yeah, yeah, no, I talk about this. But, but what about this? Did you see that the clip? And Dan Crenshaw and I have kind of a little beef, but it's really not that big a deal. But my point is he got mad at David Goggins because David Goggins said, did you hear he had a comment where he called the uh, SEAL Team 6 the housewives of SEAL Team 6? Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. And I think uh, I've never met David Goggins. And he's, I mean, he strikes me as a, a hard charger. Like the guy's made of stone yeah. and can run like he's probably running right now. I think he was more making a pun. Like, he's not saying SEAL Team 6 is a bunch of housewives. But, again, he was in the community. So was Dan Crenshaw. And, and you know, like any community, everybody talks. It's a little sewing circle. And uh, I, the housewives of SEAL Team 6, I think I, I would – I'm hoping it was taken out of context. I don't think he meant anything that bad about it. Just, you know, a lot of people on uh, – I don't think a lot of warfighters should be on social media bickering with each other. No, I agree with that. So tell me this is don't like, you know. Wrong, though, as someone who loves Twitter, I, I get in all kinds of trouble because of Twitter. I know. I start arguing <laughs> on there. It's terrible. So, uh, you know, we got to let you go in a second. But I also kind of want to hear when you're in, you're in the Navy SEAL training. It's the toughest training 
you know, what is it? I always like Jesse Ventura, the Bud's trading, da 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 da. You know, he talks about how hard it is, whether you're a fan of him or not. I just always, he was kind of the first person that told me about it. But how do you go from a SEAL to SEAL Team 6? Because that's not, I mean, you know what I'm saying? How, no, the, the SEAL not, training's so hard. Is it, is it that much harder, Rob? Yeah, it's the varsity for sure. And um, about when I went through my era, about 50% of the Navy SEALs who tried out for SEAL Team 6 didn't make it. And that's saying something because these are very, very serious dudes that have made it through the hardest military training in the world. This one's different. It's longer. I thought it was harder. It's uh, it's a, a lot of stress tests, a lot of tactics, and it's just the the, the ability to drop stress right now and realize I don't, I, can't, I don't have time to worry about this mistake I just made. I can talk about it if I live. Uh, and it, it's a <clears throat> really hard course. Not everybody tries out for 6. Um, and a lot of guys who do don't, and, and you know, when you're there, it's kind of, you're kind of betting a lot of your, uh, a lot of your reputation on whether or not, am I going to be a seal team six guy, or am I going to be the guy who tried to go to seal team six and failed? And it, you know, some guys fail. It's just, you have a bad day. I've been, I've had runs before where I'm doing a, a house running in a kill house, a close quarters battle with a gun, having a great day. I screw up a couple things. They got me carrying a broom because I'm not safe enough to carry a gun. Just getting in my head. It's like, okay, you got to. Take a deep breath. And you learn there through stress. If you want to be fast, slow down. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. Take a breath. You're actually talking faster than you think. Stuff like that. Wow, I like that, Rob, because I always go too fast. And it's like, yeah, I, I do need to be more smooth that. and slow down. <laughs> I know. You can see, ah, I would go crazy. But next, we oh, have. No, no, that's your brand, though. You Thank you, Rob. Fan. I'm a fan. You get it. I appreciate that. Okay, now my producer, he went to Princeton. He thinks he's so smart. He's not. His name's JVT, but he's a fan of yours, and he wants to ask you a question. So please, JVT, do not embarrass us in front of the Navy SEAL beast, the guy that killed Osama. Uh, all right, the guy. Yeah, the beast. So. Uh, in uh, one of Chris Kyle's last interviews, he was talking about the technology with the snipers, and he told Conan O'Brien that it's the snipers are so advanced that he basically feels like a, just a monkey with a gun. So my question is, could our in-studio guest have killed Osama bin Laden? Who's an actual monkey? Oh. I don't. Can Rob see the monkey? Oh, good, good, good. Could this monkey <laughs> operate a weapon and kill Osama bin Laden? Good question, Jay. I was, uh, yeah, I was a sniper also, but when I shot bin Laden, he was maybe two feet away from me. He was really close. So yes, a monkey could have done it. Wow! Oh my gosh, dude, that's breaking news. A monkey could have killed Osama bin Laden, and this monkey no, wouldn't. This monkey. No, no, don't go changing the headlines on me like that. We're okay, well, obviously <laughs> not. We're just trolling. But this monkey is insane. You tried to beat me in a banana eating contest. I kicked his ass, but. It's neither here nor there. I take my wins, you know, with the – I mean, I'm not going to gloat. I'm very uh, – sportsmanship. I pride myself on sportsmanship. Before you go, tell me this. I know you face a little backlash for killing Osama bin Laden and admitting who you killed. Is that one of the your biggest backlashes, though, is, is talking about somebody you killed? Because isn't that kind of the unwritten rule, Rob? Um, no, I mean, when they say, yeah, Navy SEALs don't uh, talk – I've heard that. Guns, I don't know. If, is yeah, that I true? That. I read that in about 60 Navy SEAL books. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm reading another Navy SEAL book right now, and they're fascinating because I think everything everybody that goes through that training and goes to war with that unit has a different, unique story. And I think if if it's cleared by the Pentagon, not like this these leaked documents just now, but if you, I went through the process, it was approved by everybody. And uh, I think and it was just a a story I initially told just to assist with the healing from 9/11 for the families that lost loved ones, and then. You know, I had in my memoirs. I wrote a book, and uh, um, but there were people on the second and first floor. As soon as Bin Laden was dead, was asking who got him, and they would say, "Yeah, uh, O'Neill got him." And they, well, they did. The initial reaction was great. We're never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> well, hey, you're a badass, Rob. I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on. And tell us about how uh, we can support you and how the people watching can find you. Uh, go to uh, it's the Operator Podcast. My my um, social media is at Mikuya, M-C-H-O-O-Y-A-H, which is a way different story. But you go there to my link tree to uh, rjoapparel.com. Uh, my next episode, I think 34, will be out tomorrow. So the Operator Podcast, I got my own handle there. It's a good podcast. Uh, I'm interviewing Drago Geron, who is a Polish-born U.S. Navy SEAL. Bad dude. I'm interviewing him tomorrow. So um, – Make sure to check it out. Wow. Well, Rob, I really appreciate you making time for us. I really appreciate your service. I know it's a tough mission to go over there and have to literally kill people, so I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, actually, I want to ask you this. How are you so well-adjusted, Rob? A lot of guys come back. You know, I feel like America, we do not treat our veterans well enough. We, we well, you know, how, how are you so well-adjusted? I started a foundation initially called Your Grateful Nation, which now is Special Operators Transition Foundation, um, SOTF.org where we take veterans and uh, pair them up in the, the private sector because they already have the skills that can't be taught in college. They manage stress, they communicate, they ask questions, they have humility. They'll actually get in the same room with someone and, de and debate or um, 
compromise, you know, stuff like that, um, um, bargain with each other, stuff like that. Really good uh, leadership skills, SOTF.org. Uh, a lot of Rangers, Green Berets, Navy SEALs. Um, I just I learned the hard way, uh, basically drinking from the fire hose. But, uh, you know, I had a story to tell, a way to tell it, and uh, I can communicate my skills that I learned in the, in the SEAL community uh, to the private sector, and, and people seem to like it. I love it, Rob. Well, keep kicking ass. Thank you for killing Osama bin Laden. I owe you a beer. I owe you a Coke Zero. Whatever you drink. I don't know. Pina Colada. You, you tell me. So talk to you soon, Rob. Oh, what are you going to say something? Thanks, thanks uh, I was going to say uh, Armed Forces Brewing Company. Let's get some. Armed Forces, yeah. This Bud Light turned me gay. I had a Bud Light. Now I'm gay. Sharon, did you know that? That Bud Light's <laughs> turning everybody Armed gay? Armed Forces Brewing Company. It's awesome. <laughs> drink that beer. All right, Rob. Thank you for your service, my friend. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, guys. Wow. We had Osama bin Laden's murderer or, or assassin. What do you think about that? It's yeah, pretty crazy. That's cool. Can yeah. you believe Osama yeah. bin Laden did all that bad stuff? It's oh, really yeah. Bad. Yeah. Let's not even get into it. That was really not good. 9 yeah. 11 was really bad looking back. Uh, all right. And remember, you, if you got to subscribe, if you want to survive, subscribe to my <laughs> YouTube page. Hit that bell and make sure you don't miss a single video of Fred Time with Alex Stein. I, who, why don't we ever change that copy? We should use the same copy every time. You got to subscribe to survive, Jimmy. That's not. I can't think of any other jokes. You're I mean, that's just one. so bad. I just read that every time, and I just want to grab you, and I want to choke you out, and I wanted to see the blood come out from your eyeballs. Jimmy Jerky. Then, yeah, Jimmy Jerky, and then I want to revive you so that you're still alive, but you're paralyzed from the waist down yeah. so that I, you can still control the board and you can still edit and stuff, but that I would have full control of where you go. You ever think about that about me, like in reverse? All the time. Okay. Has this monkey ever, have you ever been on set or, you know, I know that you've had Joby, uh, a longtime monkey. One yeah. of, this is kind of your beloved monkey, Joby, Sharon. The way you talk about him is very... Nowhere, y'all. He was part of our life for 37 years. That's so. what I'm saying. These animals are, they're better than people. And I hate to say, I mean, I hate to say that I like people, but I'm telling you, this is how I know it's true because... I drive here to work every day, and there's just these people, the homeless people, they're out there smoking fentanyl, and they're begging for money, and, they, and I drive past them. I don't even care. If I see a stray cat or stray dog, yeah. arr, arr, I'm pulling over, I'm getting rat, you know, I'm almost going to get in a car accident to go save that animal. So why are animals so important to you personally, Sharon? Well, because, you know, I don't know. You love them. No, but I'm such a, I'm such a nut. They call me a soy boy because I don't eat meat, Sharon. Uh, because I'm such a vegetarian. I'm such an animal lover that uh -huh. I don't want to eat meat. All right, guys, real quick. We have a, we have a, a tribute to our, the world's greatest monkey. But before, I want to see if we can do a little Tim Duncan right now. Here's, okay. Here, come on, get the ball. Oh, oh uh -oh, come on, Timmy. Timmy. Timmy's a little nervous now that, now that, come on, Timmy. Oh, slam dog, baby. Slam Dunking! We got monkeys out here dunking basketballs, but that was great. But now let's kind of get serious for a second. Folks, here, let's see. Can I get the mic? Let's see if it'll come on. Come on. Come on. Okay. Come here. on, buddy. There you go. Come on. Come on. Timmy, go. Come on, Timmy. Go. That a boy. Okay. Come on, Timmy. Let me get away. Oh, oh Timmy, come right here. He should say there. Okay, yes. Oh, come on, Timmy. <laughs> come on, Timmy. Just take the cord and pull him. Okay. Come on, Timmy. Oh, oh, come on, Timmy. 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 Oh, Timmy. Timmy. He's getting crazy. Timmy, come on, Timmy. Timmy. Oh, he's. Because oh. he will climb over. Timmy. Oh, uh, come on, Timmy. There we go. Oh, he really doesn't like me. Come on, Timmy. Come on my shoulder. Let's see if we can get him. Go. Okay. Okay, guys, for this one, folks. Let's take a moment to pay respects. Oh, okay. All right, here, just come over Sorry. here. Well, let's just get in the shot for this, because this but is very serious. He did fill his diaper for you. He did? So we'll leave it. Oh my gosh, he pooped! The monkey pooped! I wish he would've thrown it on me. Okay, before we get into this, I wanna, I wanna, folks, let's take a moment to pay our respects to Harambe, the gorilla who made us all laugh and cry, sometimes at the same time. Yeah. Sure, he may have been a little rough around the edges, but that's what made him so special. I mean, who among us hasn't grabbed a kid who wandered into an enclosure? I mean, the Dalai Lama did it. Harambe was more than just a gorilla. He was a symbol of strength and resilience in the face of adversity. Harambe may be gone, but his spirit lives on in all of us. Let's raise a banana in his honor and say it loud and clear, rest in peace, Harambe. You're one heck of a gorilla. R.I.P. Harambe. Damn, that monkey did poop. It stinks. <laughs> well, I said I'd I mean, I got my feet. 
I mean, what the, how much poop do you think you pooped in there? Well, you know, once a banana goes through the monkey, it's is got that a different fresh? smell. Wow, I mean, we got a monkey pooping on set and it is stank nasty. I mean, ooh, if you had smell-o-vision, you guys would be very grossed out. So a little bit about myself, though, Sharon, is, is this weekend I was talking about my wife's boyfriend, uh, Dontarius, and I was actually in New York City. Him and I were there to try to get some help from the New York City Council. And, uh, I, you know, I just think that we should roll this clip because we were met with horrible racism. Uh, we were met with bigotry. We were met with a lot of stuff. So uh, it was just a really insane moment where I was able to actually speak with my wife's boyfriend. And he, like I said, he's great. If it wasn't for him, my wife probably would have left me because... I, I recently in my in a fire. I actually my genitals were injured in a bad fire recently. A house fire is an electrical fire. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. We were cooking a little fentanyl and things got out of control. But that's neither here nor there. It's not really about what I do on my free time. Are you worried about the fentanyl crisis? Not at this point. No. No, but I'm worried about my grandkids and my great grandkids. That's what I'm saying, Shane. They're gonna get your grandkids yeah. on all these drugs. I mean, it's insane. All the drugs that these kids are on now. I mean, how do you even raise a kid in this day and age? Yeah, it's just tough. Luckily, mine are all in their 50s. <laughs> when I was a kid, I mean, we used to just get the spray paint, and we would huff the spray paint all day, and that was no big deal. I mean, we still do that here on set sometimes. But now these kids are not huffing spray paint anymore. Now they're shooting up fentanyl. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of them make it, and some of them don't. I know. Guys, kids, That's go back a, to the glue-sniffing yeah. days. You know, those are the good yeah. old days. You just had a little glue, you sniffed it, and you passed out, and your nose is bloody, and it was all over your shirt, and your mom grounded you for looking at weird stuff on the internet. Those were the good old days. Oh, speaking of mom, 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 what do you think about the monkey, mom? You know, I'm just glad he did throw feces at you. Well, Mom, he pooped. He pooped. He just has a diaper on. So you might not know this, Sharon, but actually my mother passed away recently, and we actually uploaded her consciousness into a computer that allows me to speak to her in the afterlife. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Alex, you used to throw feces at me. I know, Mom. I was a bad boy. I apologize for that years ago, and you still bring it up every day. You'll just never let it go. That one time I threw a turd on you, that one turd, Mom, you know, just let it go. Do you mind doing that, Mom? Ah, it's hard to let that go. Yes, it's pretty traumatic. Yes, Mom. All right, see you, Mom. Now, now we're going to play... All right, let's, let's bring him on. This is my wife's boyfriend, Dontarius. Dontarius, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Man, it's so good to see Happy you. To my, my wife misses you so much right now. Hey, man, I, and the, fe the feeling is mutual. Did you see, I don't know if you could see this, on a wide shot, did you see who our guest is, Dontarius? Can you see what oh. that is? Yeah. That's a monkey, an yeah. actual monkey. Oh, monkey, oh, okay. <laughs> And don't you kind of feel like that's, in a way, though, we're going to roll this clip, in a way, don't you think that they kind of treated you like that at the New York City Council? Yeah, 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 yeah. I almost went ape shit over there. Cause what? Like, from just walking in, from just walking in, you, you remember. You had your big titties out. They were so mad. They were so mad about your big voluptuous breast. So let's roll the clip. You will next hear from... I.G. Dontarius and Alex Stein. Yeah, yeah. So that's us. We're getting to the podium, and this is when they start to give us a bunch of kickback. Right now, they're like, put hey, on why your... Why does he have to... He's homeless. Yeah, he's to show what's going on in this city, so you guys have to respect him. Yeah. All right, guys, my name, my name is Alex. I can't ever breathe I when I do these. please put on your shirt. Wait, why? I just asked that he please put on his shirt. Notice how they got the security all lined up and in I front of them, like we're going to go he's jump my, he's on my them or boyfriend too, and so we're here to talk about the transportation issues. That's fine, but before we get started, I just ask that you please put. Is on there a shirt. dress code? I no, just ask there that is he a dress code. Put on his shirt, please. Right, you got to cover up your nipples. I don't know. It's just weird. So everybody else can be naked in the city, but <laughs> outside, you go outside this city, there's a bunch of naked homeless people here. Yeah. And we're talking about transportation. I'm here with my wife's boyfriend. It's just ridiculous that you, you guys are going to persecute him because he's a black man. That's why you guys are doing this. This is why you're bringing so much attention to him. When we walked in here, it was absolutely unreal the amount of security that he went through compared to the amount of security that yep. I went through. And this is my wife's boyfriend. I mean, the things that he does to my wife is incredible. And we're talking about transportation. Let's talk about Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary. And he's 
the best secretary I've ever had because he's a homosexual. And as a matter of fact, that's why I started to become bisexual to be more like Pete. Okay, Bougie. okay, okay. Let's not play the whole clip. Let's not play the whole clip because, because, guys, if you want to watch the full clip, we're going to post this on the YouTube page, and you're going to be able to see this whole clip of Dontarius because I. Because I don't, I don't know if we want to show his nipples. Are we gonna, are we gonna play it till we show all the nipples? I don't want to get kicked off YouTube. We actually have to blur out your nipples, Don Terry. Why are your breasts so big? Um, years of just, um, you know, milk and this. You drink a lot of milk, Don Terry. Why do you drink so much damn milk? You're always drinking my milk, and then you ate my leftovers the other day. What? Are you gonna apologize? You ate all my pad thai the other night. Ah, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. The wife. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna let, I let you bang my wife. The least you can do is leave me a little bit of my leftovers. I'm telling you. And you know I love Pad Thai. I actually order it from that place because they give you such a portion because I like to have the leftovers. Yeah, but hey, um, you know, when you're not around, who's the man of the house, you know? That's true. You are the man of the house, Ontarius, and you're a big, strong man. And I'm just so thankful for the stuff you do to my wife. Like I said, if it wasn't for you, um, Sharon, this man is one of the most important people in my life. <laughs> I love you, Don Terry. Because you drank that Bud Light. Oh my gosh, she knows that I turned gay from the Bud Light. Oh my gosh, Sharon knows everything. This woman is not just a, a monkey handler. She's really, she's a brilliant. She's a, a you know, a, I don't know, what, 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 what do I want to call you? Maybe clairvoyant. No, I don't know. No, I don't know clairvoyant. Can you, can you tell the future? But I would almost <laughs> want to say that you're like um, sage, you're wise, you know? You you have a good opinion. Like you, oh. And I really respect that. Well, a lot of you told me that, you know, if I drank Bud Light, I'd be gay. Yes. And I know you've been drinking it. I've been watching. And it's turning me gay. I am so gay. I've been looking at Don Terrius a whole different way the other day. Remember Don Terrius when I was looking at you kind of funny? Yeah, yeah. I, you were mad. I was staring at you. <laughs> you were having performance issues because I was staring at you so much. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really bad. My wife, wife didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need to apologize. Will you apologize? I'm sorry. All right. All right, Donnie, I love you. You are the best, Donnie. You're better than Donald love Trump. You back. You're the future of this republic. And so tell the people, though, before you go... Um, is it true you are you're running for some sort of office? Is that true that you're, you're considering maybe getting into politics, Ontario? Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of it, you know, because uh, you know you gotta take the hands-on approach, you know. No one is uh, solving the problems that I put out there, so I'm gonna take it on my own to get something. So, Ontario's for president. 2024. Don is for president. I love you so much, Donnie. And me and my wife will be back in New York very soon to hang out with you. So peace. Adios, amigo. Take care. Tell her she'll be playing with my monkey. She will. <laughs> she will be playing with your monkey. And I'm going to be watching very Don't closely. spank the monkey. Oh, my gosh. She's making a monkey spank jokes. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Please crawl on me. Please don't be scared. Don't be scared of me. He, he doesn't like me anymore. Before the show, before the show, me, look, he's just pushing me away. Is it because I smell like cats? No, see, I, I like to chase the cats. Wait, why? He eats cats? No, he chases them. No, and did, what happens when he catches the cat? Well, they're smarter than he is. He, they run faster. No, so you're telling me the monkey's not that smart? You would think that the monkey's no, smarter. I, well, they get a head start the minute he just looks at him. Oh, my God. And he's not as fast as a monkey? <laughs> I mean, he's not as fast as a cat. Well, he's, he usually has a tether. Oh, yeah. Why put it around his neck and not his waist? Well, that's because... Better control? Because it kind of yeah, looks well, like we're in NASCAR garage right now. You know, the, the waist is, is all right, but when you're starting them off, you want control of the head if they get ornery. Wow, he's being a little honorary right now. He's just like yeah. pushing me away. I mean, can we play? Can we play a little <laughs> bit? I mean, the show's almost over, and I want to. We gotta. Can we bond a little bit? Look at this. We're bonding. Look at this. Well, you down there and play. Oh! Oh my gosh! I can't catch. <laughs> Come on. Guys are playing monkey basketball. Nobody's ever done this before. And, and actually, I want to play this graphic. Jimmy, my producer, the one I've been talking about, the guy that's insane, he, uh, he actually had some bad encounters with a monkey. So tell us about that, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had an unfortunate incident on my honeymoon. Uh, my wife dropped her phone and a monkey took it. So I smacked the monkey and I got jumped. Why would you smack the monkey, dude? I mean, I know you're used to smacking your monkey, if you know what I mean, but why did you smack it this time? <laughs> I really wanted 
her phone back because she would have really been upset, but it was a bad decision. Because, see, we were having fun. They were just climbing on me, and then five of them descended on me and just attacked me and bit me. And it Did was... you get monkeypox tested? Um, I actually had to go to a clinic in Bali, in Indonesia, but they had to clean me up, and I did not have rabies. What did I you might have? have you didn't pox. get HIV, did you? Um, you know what? They did not... Uh, get into my anus, so I don't think so. But I but should Carrie probably got in there a little bit, that. though, right? Carrie got in a little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, you guys are a married couple. Yeah, you guys we are are married. It was our honeymoon, so you know. Like, don't be afraid to try new stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm w- I'm afraid of her reaction. That's the thing. It's probably going to be a reaction of joy. I mean, Sharon, how do you keep things spicy? You've been married for a little while. I met your husband. How do you yeah. keep How do you keep a relationship spicy? <laughs> uh, Boy, I don't think that's prime time. Is that not prime time? No, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, but my buddy Jimmy, I don't know. I mean, the stuff he does, they go on dates, and I just don't yeah. know if he's spicy enough. Because, like, you have to mix it up. I mean, listen, I got a boyfriend for my wife. It doesn't get any crazier than that. We're trying all different kinds of stuff. So, you know, you don't have any, basically, you know, any advice you can give a young... He, J- Jimmy just got married. So you don't have any uh, good advice for a young Jimmy? Well... How do you keep it strong? How do you keep the relationship so strong? You just hang in there. Does he need to get a bunch of monkeys like this? (laughs) Well, maybe he could have a couple kids to practice on, and then you'll know how to train a monkey. Oh, I think, is the monkey cold from that fan? Maybe turn that fan off. I feel like the monkey might be cold. Is he, can (laughs) you grab him? Oh, oh, he doesn't like that. What happens if I grab him? Is he going to freak out? Oh, he'll probably cry. Be nice. He really doesn't like me. Timmy. 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 Come on, Tim. (laughs) Tim. So, Sharon, has the monkey ever been used for romantic gestures? Maybe I could use that on my wife. Like, have you used it to propose? Like, well, actually, when um, there's you know a female around, they will stand up and and flag them. What does that mean? Well, when you stand up, yeah, naked, yes, could, would you flag your wife? Oh my gosh, so you're telling me that flagging means you shake your wiener at your wife? Well, you're not supposed to have to shake it. It's supposed to do it by itself. I had to shake mine, and mine was in that fire. It's just, it's just kind of like a clump of skin. It almost looks like an Arby's sandwich. What other monkey mating rituals can I try on my wife? Because I really want to spice things up, and yeah. I think the monkey's a good example. Well, it depends on if you got a tail or not. I mean, Jimmy, I'm really worried, though. We, you got this monkey, and he's not been very nice to me. I, you know, why, why is that? Why didn't you get a monkey that's going to be super nice to me, Jimmy? I think it's just your personality. Yeah, I know. I have a very abrasive nice personality. Yeah, but he was nice to you because he probably feels like... Look, look, oh my God. Well, he was being nice because he thinks I'm special needs because you told Laura Trump that. You are a little bit special <laughs> needs. So have you ever had, a, 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 like, my dog, Ginger? I think that she might have, like... She's, like, mildly, like, autistic or something. Have you ever dealt with a special needs monkey? Yeah, yeah. Well, we used to have about 60. 60? Uh-huh. All special needs? No. Thank goodness. But a lot of them, so, so what is like, like, what is like an autistic monkey kind of like? Well, I don't know about an autistic monkey, but we had a one-armed spider monkey. And he could still climb? Oh, yeah, she did real well. She did that yes. well, uh-huh. one-armed? Her name was Bessie. Bessie. Oh, oh. oh, wait, and let's check the Super Chats, guys. We almost have, uh, do we have Timmy paid off yet? Um, so f- we just checked. We are at $159. So not, so not even, even close. close. So not get even it close. Up. Let's go. So I did the chat. I'm probably going to lose my job. I mean, like, like I said, the, the, you're supposed to like get a stuff approved and stuff. And uh, here I've just kind of been going. Okay. Okay. Jimmy, we see it. At least I got 140 bucks. People are going to make fun of us. We don't ever reach our goals. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard out here, guys. We're trying to make good content. We're paying for monkeys to come here. Oh, where's this monkey born? I don't know. I think he looks like a Fort Worth monkey. Well, Joby was born in Weatherford, oh, Texas. See, I could tell. See, I knew you have Texas monkeys. Yeah. Is he a te- do you think there's yeah. a chance he's a Texan? Well, you know, I don't know where Pam got him. Is it true that this monkey was, uh, was he at the Capitol on January 6th? No. Are you sure? He was home. I don't. And there were witnesses to prove there it. There are witnesses because I don't know. I've heard that this, yeah. I heard Timmy was there on January 6th. <laughs> Wrong. He said, nah, I was home. I didn't want to go there. You weren't there, Sharon, were you? No, I wasn't there I either. stormed the Capitol. It was terrible that day. I'm facing 11 years in jail. 
Oh. Hey, uh, Alex, Only just 11? got a chat from Chad Prather. It <laughs> says, uh, I wish that monkey had teeth and Alex would ask him to suck his tongue. Okay, gosh, enough Dalai Lama jokes. That is funny, though, Chad. But, Chad, I can't even get the monkey to like me. He won't even grab anything. Will he grab this off my head? We got to do something. We need to go viral. Like, he pooped in that diaper. I can get smell the talk. poop. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, this is old stinky winky. Is that maybe why he's a little nervous, Timmy. too? Because he has a diaper full toy. of poop. Because when my diaper fills up with poop, I'm very awkward. <laughs> well. What is uh, this? Can he ride this? Well, he can, but he won't out in public yet. You're telling me he gets on this scooter and rides this thing around? <laughs> yeah, that was, that's uh, Joby's. What original. is this for? What is this, a nail file? Yeah. Just got another question from the chat. Uh, what are the monkey's pronouns? Yeah, what are the monkey's pronouns? He, she. He was not a transgender monkey. <laughs> no, he he is a he neutered male. <laughs> he identifies as a male. Yes. God, he won't let me grab him. <laughs> uh, come on, come on, please, monkey, please. <laughs> Can we get that? He's always quicker than me. <laughs> he says you drink Bud Light. Ah, he's biting me! Oh, he's biting me! I love it! I kind of like it when he bites no. you. No. No, it's okay. No. Oh, 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 he's going crazy! The he, monkey's going crazy! The monkey's going... You're not allowed. Call security! Call security! Get the gun! Do not shoot the monkey. You could shoot me. Come on. Come on. Hello. Hi, no, my name's Alex. No secrets. Don't tell him that. You look no. Like, you look like we could be related. Yeah. Look at his little mustache. Does he ever shave? <laughs> You guys yes. can see this face? Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> guys, you've never seen this on YouTube. I'm the first person to ever have a live monkey. And this is a trans monkey, right? <laughs> He's a Black Lives Matter monkey. He's what? He, he donated to Black Lives Matter, right? Yeah. We yeah. love Black Lives Matter. That's our favorite charity. He's the only black part of the way. Well, and he's, he's both. He's... I he's feel like a, he's a multicolored monkey. I know. I feel like he might be nervous right now. So, do we have like a treat? What can we give him? Will that calm him down a little bit? What if we do this? Let's see if this will work. There's that movie Lady and the Tramp, I believe. And in that one. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> see, you're flagging him. <laughs> okay. Timmy. <laughs> Okay, Timmy. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, at least I don't smell like poop anymore. Mm. I smell like a banana. You smell like a banana. And let me tell you something. <laughs> his poop is probably bigger than this banana right here. I mean, if you could smell this diaper, you guys would be... It smells worse than my feet. My feet are so stinky. <laughs> so, we had to, the show is, is uh, we're coming to a close. But before we go, Sharon... Tell the people how they can support you, and uh, you know, I'm sure other people might want a monkey to come to their wedding, come to their, I don't know, yeah. funeral. I'd like a monkey full of at my funeral. I want all monkeys, Jimmy. No humans allowed at my funeral. Okay, sign. Yeah. Pay attention. Yeah, but how can they book you for a, a quinceanera? Well, I'm I'm here through B3 Entertainment. So V3 yes. Entertainment, you uh -huh. guys can book this monkey. And you guys didn't help out at all with the Super Chat, so you're going to have to buy your own monkey. You asked me to pay for it? I'm not paying for Jack Squat. <laughs> we got a couple more. We're up what? to 200. We're at 200 bucks yeah. now, Jimmy. Thank God Jimmy works for free. Yay. Jimmy has to work for free because I have these very compromising pictures of him. <laughs> so it's a Jeffrey Epstein. So what do you think about Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, who's that? He's a very bad guy. He's not, he's not a good guy. He was best friends with Bill Clinton, and they would hang out on this thing called the Lolita uh, Express, yeah. and they would supposedly do stuff with children on an island, but I don't know. I mean, I, I believe that that's true, but yeah. I don't on an island. You've dealt with a lot of celebrities. What's the weirdest celebrity interaction you've had with a monkey? Well, we used to do a lot for the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Wow. Did he ever grab and, the breast in a sexually manner? Oh, no. He just put his hand down there. So he got a free nip slip like that. Yeah. I want to be a monkey. I haven't touched a pair of boobs in forever since Dontarius got in the picture. I, <laughs> I would love just to touch well, some boobs. Here, he's got a boob. Oh my God, I'm touching his boob. Oh, I'm touching the monkey's <laughs> boob. And it's okay because I'm gay because I drink Bud Light. So it's okay to be gay with a monkey. <laughs> this is so great. I just can't. No, I just hate it. I just want him to like me. I just want him to like me. But, uh, before but he, he played basketball with Roger Stallback. Joby did. What? Yeah. Okay, before we end the show, though, I have to be honest. I have some inside information. Is Brandon here? 
Brandon, please uh, tell Jimmy to come here and uh, get on get on mic, please. So little little did I know. Luckily, Brandon works here. He's kind of like the producer's producer in a way. And I actually found out that Jimmy hired this monkey to secretly attack me, like he was attacked. Oh. Jimmy, please sit in the chair. No, it's, it's, a big, it's a big misunderstanding. Like, it attacked me, but, like, I, I just, you know. Brandon. Yeah. What evidence do you have that this monkey was hired to kill me or at least maim me temporarily? So I have inside information that Jimmy indeed conspired with this monkey to stage a coup to have you, quote, unquote, taken out. Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy! Get out! Oh my gosh! We don't play that communist shit here. I know! This is not okay, Jimmy! This is not okay! Alright guys, we end the show the same way every time with a freestyle finale. So DJ, hit the beat! Yo, it's prime time! And Timmy time! And we ran inside! Monkey! He won't let me grab him! Come on, Timmy! Timmy is so crazy. He is my favorite monkey. He is so funny all day long. He's a monkey that wears a thong. I love you so dang much. You're a monkey I like to touch. Spanking me all night long. It's okay, he's a monkey in a thong. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Timmy! Let's see, can we get Timmy? Be nice, Timmy. Come on, be nice. Be nice. Timmy! Timmy, please! Please let me grab him! Here, see if you can put him on me. Will you grab him? See if you can go on my neck, will you? Come on. Guys, it's Primetime 99. Thank you for participating. I love you guys. This monkey's not free. This is Primetime 99. I'm on the grind all the time. And thank you to my wife's boyfriend, Ontarius, Rob O'Neill, Sharon, and of course, Timmy. I love you guys. Good night.